Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cullen on Film. We got a big show here tonight. Uh, we got a cast and crew of the short film Just Beat. Uh, what we usually do, we're going to go around uh, from the top to the bottom here, and if you introduce yourself and what you did on the film. So, Clementine, you want to start? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Just say your name and what you did on the film. Oh, hi, I'm Clementine Spicer, and I was Ellie in the short Just Beat. Hi, I'm Sarah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm Clementine's mom, but. Yeah, it's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sarah Cotales. I'm the director of Just Be. Gareth? Uh, Gareth Paul Cox, the cinematographer of Just Be. Mm -hmm. I am Persephone Apostolou, and I play Sylvia. Hello, I'm Michael Paul. I'm the writer, executive producer, and kidnapper number one in Just Be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get underway. Uh, usually, uh, you know, we either have a one-on-one -on -one or we have a lot of people in cast and crew. So it's a lot of fun to do this. Um, yeah. uh, so I've seen your film and uh, um, I wanted to, I guess, start with you, Michael, and be like, how did you come up with this? You, you wrote this, uh, this film. And yeah. Um, how did this come about? Well, I think it's a combination of a few different ideas I had. Um, uh, I thought of an idea of, of somebody being kidnapped and, uh, you know, being in a real dire situation. And I thought, what if my daughter or my sister or my mother was kidnapped? How would they get out of it, you know? So I thought, hmm, maybe uh, at the end they have some kind of powers that the kidnappers don't know about, you know? But it also has to do with kind of like, like the hero's journey, you know, like a Joseph Campbell thing, where you're taken out of your everyday life and you put into a situation where it's kind of a different world, like a demon world, demon situation. So in, in order to escape it, you have to really find the power within you, you know? Mm -hmm. That's kind of the, 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 the name comes from just be. You have to be what you are. And if you, if you be what you are in life, then you have the power to do anything, you know? So it's kind of like that. It's kind of metaphorical. It's, it has symbology. But also, I wanted to uh, shed light on the horrors of uh, sex trafficking. So it both kind of worked out, you know. Yeah. So. And then uh, Sarah, how did you come? Uh, how did you come about to direct this? Well, I just got a random email from Michael. <laughs> <laughs> really? like, hey, I have this script. Um, I'm looking for a director, and I read it right away. Like he sent it at like 9 p.m., and yeah. then I think I replied at like 9:20, and I was like, Hey, I just read it. It's really interesting. Like, I'd love to direct it or talk about it more. Um, and then I think the next day we talked on the phone. Mm -hmm. And he had uh, two other directors, like, in the running. But then he said, um, you were like, you answered my email the fastest. You read the script the fastest. You had a lot of notes and feedback. And you seemed, like, the most passionate. Um, so, yeah, then I jumped on board the project. And I'm really happy I did. And then uh, Gareth, how did how did you come aboard as a cinematographer? Did you guys work together before? Or? Yeah, so Sarah and I actually worked together on a, uh, another short film called White Wolves um, a few years ago. And then ultimately we started working on branded content together when she was at the company Me Too. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I noticed uh, there was a lot of really cool shots and the colors and the lights. Uh, so it was a really good job. Uh, what did you shoot it with? What kind of camera? Uh, that was actually um, an Alexa Mini. Okay, wow. So uh, with some anamorphic prime lenses. It's amazing what you can do with lenses, right? Yeah, yeah. Amazing how that, just that little extra kiss of uh, something subtle that allowed it to be still sharp, 
but have some character. And what about the casting process? How did you get the, these two to get into the film? How did that go about? I'll let Michael talk about that, yeah. <laughs> well, I've known Persephone for many years. Okay. So I know she's a, a really a great actress. But interestingly enough, I've written other things for her to be in, like the next project we'll be doing specifically for her. But this one I didn't. The, the character of Sylvia was a much older woman, you know, just, just a different, harder looking and all this. But we did auditions and Sarah and I just, you know, what we didn't find the right person. So I said, you know, I said, I, I want Persephone to do this. She can do anything. And Sarah yeah. was like, okay, but she's really sweet and looking yeah. different. You know, she doesn't quite, but she nailed it. I said, she can yeah. nail it and she did, you know. Mm -hmm. And then we just auditioned. Uh, I mean, I think Clementine sent in a tape first, right? Yeah, because yeah. yeah, she couldn't make it to the. She couldn't make it to the first audition. Yeah, but, but her tape yeah. is great. And yeah, so then we had her come in in person. Mm -hmm. okay. it was, yeah. We kind of did like a chemistry read with Crystal, the other yeah. side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we wanted to see like if they looked like they could be sisters and whether they got along. So, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're very happy. Yeah, did an amazing yeah. job, everybody. Being uh, great, and Persephone uh, playing uh, playing such a like a. Do you like playing the bad girl, the the bad person? That was what was so fun about this was that um, I've never played like the villain before, so this was a really fun and challenging opportunity for me to kind of enter that dark world and dark persona. Um, and the costume and the wardrobe and the makeup kind of helped help me get into that that world um, but yeah it was it was fun i have to say <laughs> uh, clementine how was your experience uh auditioning and then getting the part and then playing that part well yeah i was really happy because it was actually my first short movie like my first actual short so that was really exciting and yeah the character ellie yeah it was a hard role but it was challenging and i really do like dramatic roles so I think also so there was, it was fun for me. I'm oh, sorry. It was fun. Hmm? There was like a lag. Sorry. Yeah, she froze up a little bit there. Yeah. Um, also, in the original script, the girls almost had this moment of like being possessed, which we ended up changing it. But I remember now, and yes. we made you. Yeah, like, you made her transform like into a demon. That yeah. was so funny. I was like walking towards the camera like a creepy doll. <laughs> I was like. Yeah. yeah, and all these like fourteen-year-old girls screaming and making yeah. these like crazy sounds, and I think the people in the waiting room at that audition yeah. were like, "What my, the hell is going on?" Exactly. My mom after she was like, "You were so loud. We were all like hearing you." And I was well, like, Oops. "That's the benefit of having a, a a female director with you, though." Okay. Because yeah. you don't have a bunch yeah. of men in the room and having the girls screaming like that. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, also with the directing, uh, um, with our film festival, Hang On To Your Shorts, uh, we usually have uh, last year and this year we had such powerful short films directed by women. We have two sets this year that we're going to play in September, and they're all like women empowerment stuff. So I, I felt like this would be a good opportunity to talk to you about that um, as being a, a woman director and directing a film like this. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I always wanted to be a director. So you know, I feel like when I was in film school, I was the only girl in most of my classes. So that was kind of, I don't know, disheartening. But now I think there is a huge shift. And obviously, there's female directors everywhere. Um, so I don't know, I'm hoping like the industry will continue on this path, you know, 
Yeah. I have, um, yeah. Teaching teaching film TV in a high school, I got a lot of uh, young girls in the class, and a few of them are going to film school after this year, and then all this happened. So uh, yeah. I got into film school in New Jersey and New York. So I've only been doing it for a couple of years, and you see more of the girls getting into film school than the guys at this point. That's amazing. That makes me so happy to hear that. <laughs> and their films for high school are, are ridiculously amazing. So it's wow. It, it, it's it's a good. Uh, and then when you go to these film festivals and you see all the uh, the, the student films and see what they do, it's it, it's really cool stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, you know, and they learn from this too. So they'll, they'll be watching this as well. So they'll be learning. That they've been doing a lot of watching of uh, filmmakers talking on this show and, and trying to get ideas and, and learn from that. So thanks for coming on and doing all this. Yeah, thanks for inviting us. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what's been going on with all this happening? So uh, I'm sure everybody was like working and then all of a sudden, you know, stands still. Yeah, well, we're, we're still sort of uh, in like rough pre-production for another film we're all working on. Um, well, Persephone's gonna star in it, Michael's starring in it, he wrote it, Gareth is gonna be shooting it. Um, but obviously everything is up in the air, but we want to shoot in September. It's like this thriller short and we're shooting it mainly as like a proof of concept for a feature film. Okay, so yeah. that's like our next project. The good thing about this whole quarantine is like, we now have so much time to focus on screenwriting and mm -hmm. like developing story and all that. Like sure we can't shoot, but we can do everything getting ready for when things open up, you know? Yeah. I've also noticed that um, I, I talked to a lot of actors and they've been doing a lot of casting online. Is that true for the actresses here? Have you been uh, doing some online uh, readings for some films? Or I feel like we're not there yet, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Theatrically, the industry shut down pretty much, um, but it will be a new world of self-taping, which has already begun, but now more than ever when we return back to work. Mm -hmm. Self-taping, doing things remotely, sending it digitally is is definitely the way. I think. Yeah, yeah I there's a lot of self-tapes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I that's what I meant. The casting directors have been watching tape after tape after tape now, mm -hmm. and kind of really choosing the people. So, I mean, we got yeah. time to do it. So true. Yeah, it's a good time to kind yeah. of perfect that. Well, like, and unfortunate thing about that though is like I think when I cast, a lot of it is not just talent; it's like their personality. Yeah. You know. Like whenever I have like a conversation before the audition begins, that actually is as important as audition to me, yeah. you know? So, mm -hmm. so that's unfortunate because with the self tape, you don't get that really, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I think with this, after the self tape, once you choose a few, you can bring them in. You have to bring them in and, and talk to them and, and do a chemistry read. Otherwise you mm -hmm. can't just do it from that. Like you're right. Yeah. Cause you don't know when they come in the room for the audition. Yeah. yeah. We, we met a few, you know, you don't know. Yeah, there was this one guy, I know Michael remembers this guy, he was um, auditioning for the part of Aiden, and he was like a hot mess, like he came in like super chaotic, and he's like, oh my god, I just got in a fight with my ex-wife, and he brought his kid in, and he's like, sorry, my kid's here, and he just had like so much like chaos, and I think he was like a decent actor, but like... Yeah, his, his read wasn't bad, but you yeah. wouldn't have known it if he sent just a tape in, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, whoa, we're not working with this guy, he's like, yeah. too much. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Now, I was actually uh, talking to another filmmaker the other night, and he saw your film. He watched it, and then um, uh, he's a teacher as well. And then he watched it, and he he, he didn't expect that it, uh, the ending, the you know, the little twist. Mm -hmm. And then he had to go back and watch it again. And as he watched it again, he was like, "I, 
well, the first time he watched it, he didn't notice like the little innuendos, the little writing of like what's to come. But then yeah. he watched it again and he's like analyzing it and like, oh yeah, that he goes, you know, you know it's a good writer when you find those little hints or those little subtle things mm. that, as, as in the beginning what the girls are talking about. Yeah, exactly. On it. And uh, and that's it. You don't like it, you don't need to explain it as much and you have the mm -hmm. people figure it out. And uh, yeah. he noticed that and then I watched it again too and I'm like, oh yeah, we're just pointing out all the like. Little <laughs> that's amazing. Well, I'm so glad you guys noticed those little bits, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, the, the, that's that's the whole thing that you know the reason why I mean Sarah worked on it with me a lot too so you know uh, after the original script but um, the whole idea was especially when the girls say we're gonna have to do something we don't want to do you know we have no choice you think one thing right but yeah. they're saying we're gonna have to kill these guys <laughs> okay do right. something that may be painful you know yeah. and that to me is the big that's the big twist, you know, that's the yeah. big, you know, people are like, what am I, cause I sent the script and even Sarah, when she first read it, she's going, where's this going? A lot of people are like, where's this going? I'm <laughs> yeah. creepy, you know, yeah. where's it going? But, you know, I think that's, uh, to me, that's what's fun about writing scripts is like to take people on a ride, and, you know, mm -hmm. misdirect, you know, but it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been as great if it wasn't for Sarah and Gareth. I mean, amazing cinematographer and all the actors, they just nailed it, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody, Crystal was amazing, uh, yeah. you know, Ryan, uh, Peter, uh, 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 Richard, <laughs> you know? Everybody. I wanted to call him Barry still. So his name is Barry. Oh, his character and name? And Crystal kept laughing between takes because I don't know, he was kind of like a nerdy character and, and you go, oh Barry. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like we kept on laughing when you saw him because he looked so innocent. And we were like, wait. <laughs> he played we were like looking at his face and we were like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but interestingly enough, we talk about casting, the original characters weren't weren't like Richard who played kind of the nerdy guy or Pete who played the, the with the sweatsuit, you know? Yeah. Um, because originally the guy in the sweatsuit was like a Russian kind of looking mobby guy, you know, they you know the way he a sweatsuit, he was like a skinny yeah, yeah. guy with, and then uh, Richard's character was an overweight businessman, you know, kind of mm -hmm. overweight and sweaty, but they yeah. did such good reads that we just form, you know, you have to adapt, you know, yeah. but it, it worked out great, mm -hmm. but yeah. Yeah, uh, where'd you find the location that that the, the main room there? Crazy. I don't know. Ask Sarah. Yeah, um, this website called Peer Space that I've used numerous times. You could just rent spaces on there, and I was looking at it, and actually they filmed the Dark Knight in that location. So oh, I think I know what scene now too. <laughs> yeah. So I saw it, and um, actually I wanted to talk about that because when we initially read the script, me and Gareth went back and forth as to whether to go like the futuristic, like avant-garde direction or to go the cliche, like dirty, grimy warehouse. Cause yeah, I there's so many, yeah. yeah, there's so many films like, I, like Savages where the girl gets kidnapped and then she's like chained to like a concrete wall or something. And um, I don't know, Gareth, do you want to talk about that? How like we just, why we decided to go the futuristic route? Yeah, I think we wanted, well, one of our references was Beyond the Black Rainbow, and that movie is a little bit more high-key. Um, there's less shadow play, but there's a lot of saturation of colors. There's a lot of um, 
different density of imagery. So the contrast is quite high at times. Um, but I think we wanted a space that also spoke to that futuristic element. And that was when we saw that on Pure Space, it was like something that kind of drew us towards that might actually help us with some of the production design elements. Um, so it was kind of a logistical thing as well. But also in the creative, it allowed us to create a space that was otherworldly, um, that was a little bit more disorienting. And we could use um, canting of the camera, Dutch angles at a certain point. Um, a lot using, of Dutch angles, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So we started playing with like this idea of uh, it was a Weaver Stedman head, but um, ideally it would have been a, a Lambda, but um, kind of moving and shifting perspective as the film goes on and that's also with the color design which is something from beyond the black rainbow as well yeah. um, but that space had all of those elements it had those lights above were those lights yeah, yeah. 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 So that, that was, was an another entire song. led yeah. array that was uh red green and blue so you yeah. could change it to any color basically oh really yeah 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 pretty wild we chose specific colors i think that helped a lot yeah it does i think the colors are really cool so it really helped you. The film. Yeah. Um, so it is a little dark. So how how play uh, your character Clementine, a young girl, uh, in this like dark world? How, how did how did you like playing that character? I liked it because yeah, I like dramatic roles, and it was challenging because I've never went through it, so I had to like obviously act. But it was really fun to play that character and. I think it's important to bring awareness about it because it's something really important. But yeah. I thought it was a really good job. Uh, your acting is top notch. So I know, I know I deal with a lot of actors, uh, a lot of young actors for teaching all this stuff. And in our festivals, we've been getting all these films with these young actors, just killing it and getting nominated and winning awards. It's been pretty crazy. So, mm -hmm. uh, so it, you know, it's, it's up there with, with a lot of, a lot of people I've seen a lot of young actors. So, it's a good role. Did well. Thank you. And uh, it looks like uh, Sarah looks like it's getting a little darker around you there. I know. It's so <laughs> <going down. laughs> I'm facing the window though, so yeah. But I guess you'd call this magic hour. <laughs> so anyone else? I know you guys said you're working pre-production. Uh, the uh, actors, were you planning on doing anything coming up, and then it got you know all this stuff happened or do you have anything else coming up soon yeah i was gonna do this like shoot for like a dance competition thing for a new streaming um a new streaming platform. network yeah platform for kids mm -hmm. um yeah so that was postponed and yeah i don't know when we're they're gonna shoot it but yeah that was one thing postponed and then a callback for a show Mm -hmm. They gotta wait on that, you know. I know, I have to wait on that. Um, the brat to do some content for them. But... Yeah, for me, we have um, the project coming up, um, Michael Paul's project. So we have this time, which is a gift to prepare and do pre production yeah. and work on the script and prepare for the role. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Were you working on anything and then it just came to a halt? Any of you? Like, you're work working on any projects and then you just had to stop? You worked? No, yeah, just, uh, the audition yeah. I, uh, I had a few things lined up. I had just come off of some commercials in Ohio um, for a hospital chain, and then I was moving into um, continuing to shoot an MTV show that I shoot. Um, and we actually started pushing the dates, and then they just completely canceled it, even though we were completely booked, hotels, everything. Um, and then a few other shoots actually fell apart along those lines. Unfortunately. Yeah. Is there any... 
uh, out there, have you heard anything of it like coming? I, I haven't heard anything lately. Have you heard anything of it, like when they're opening things up or for filming? I actually just recently talked to, I think it was yesterday, um, our one of our producers from Recon Productions. So I we always team up with Recon, um, my production company with them to do films. And sh they're also going to be on board this next project, which is called Midnight at the Rose Motel. <laughs> and I was just like talking to her about it. I'm like, so we're thinking of shooting in September. Obviously, it's like up in the air. And she was like, well, I don't want to like burst your bubble. She's like, it could happen, but she's like, honestly, it's going to make your budget go up because now with the CDC rules, like you have to get protective gear for all your people on set. Like you have to make sure like a cleaning crew goes in beforehand afterwards. Like apparently like all these rules are making the budget increase. Um, but I'm just being optimistic and hoping that maybe we can you know, get everything under control when it comes to COVID and like maybe this, I don't know, I'll yeah. go away. <laughs> yeah, it's but, only October, November, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I don't know how, like, I, I know I deal with a lot of background actors a lot and I don't know if they're going to be doing that. They're going to be a lot of like small films with like less actors now for a while, mm -hmm. I think, right? Well, the thing that she was saying was interesting because I thought same thing. I thought, oh, the indie cinema is going to flourish because we're smaller. We don't have like famous actors. We have to worry about their safety as much. But she actually said, no, it's like the bigger productions that are safer because they have the money to spend on all these CDC precautions. And it's like the young, the, the smaller productions which can't afford it, you know? Um, yeah. but, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, um, what else was I going to uh, talk about? Uh, <laughs> well, up, here's some people in the background. <laughs> um, so, since, uh, you know, I, I work at a lot of film festivals. I, I run three festivals around this area. Um, have you guys got the experience to go to some film festivals with this film? Or uh, did that come to a halt, too, and it's all, like, internet based uh, film festivals now or did you have the chance to go and do like the red carpet and go to film festivals with it no i wish we released it at valentine's day so like shortly after all this stuff happened um yeah we did get into i mean some of these festivals are like online anyway yeah. like the, the monthly things so mm -hmm. we did win two awards that's from good, one yeah. festival, which is awesome, and we got into a Berlin film festival, which we may still be able to go to. I'm just not sure what month they're doing it, no. but I have gotten emails from a few festivals just giving us the heads up, like, "Oh, it's getting pushed. Everything's getting pushed." So, yeah. Yeah, we weren't sure. Like, we had to cancel one, and we'll push it till September. We have one in August, so that's the one that um, we're hoping that we get to do it in August. But we'll see. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have room in that one to push it as well. But as of right now on the East Coast, like every festival is like the middle of September right now. Wow. <laughs> about like 20 festivals on that the same weekend we are having it. So That's crazy. Oh, my God. I really hope we get into um, – there's this one festival called Holly Shorts that my last film got into, and they they have it at the Chinese Theater in Hollywood. That it's usually in August, and I'm really hoping we get into that because that is a Oscar qualifying film fest, so it's yeah. kind of a big deal. Oh. Um, but yeah, hopefully yeah, that's a good one. That's a, that's a big one there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, I've been a lot. It, it's cool. So well, you know, we'll we'll probably have it in our festival here, and uh, 
we find out in a month, but yeah, probably have it in the festival. Uh, and you know, it's uh, it's right in Jersey City, which is right next to New York City. It's like it's really close, so we get a lot of people that come from New York okay. to that one as well. We do that twice a year, so it's a lot of fun. It's a smaller, smaller based festival um, in this tavern, but there's like two floors, and everyone has a blast uh, for like three days. So that's awesome. Cool. We'll see how that goes. How long have you have your film fest been going on? Like how many years? About seven years now. Okay. Seven what years. Do you, what do you normally look for when you choose a film like to? Well, since we're uh, you know, we're short films, so we get to concentrate on that. But we have, uh, like, hang on to your shorts. We have twenty five different categories. So, oh wow. Yeah. So it's spread out. We we usually get uh, we had about five hundred submissions. We took one hundred and eighty films, and we do it in two days. Okay. Uh, so it's in like uh, three different theaters and we just play them nonstop. Yeah. Um, but we do everything from student films to horror to uh, to drama. So it's, it's all over the place. Oh, wow. Uh, cool. It's almost like one of those like online festivals where it have like a million different types of genres and awards, but we just kind of do it live. That's awesome. That's so. really cool. But uh, it's funny because we get a lot of horror, a lot of thrillers. So that's kind of like a lot of uh, those types of people like to submit to our festival. I mean, there's tons of like horror fest on the shore here. For some okay. reason, I don't know why, but there's a lot of like thriller and horrors. Well, that's what I was so excited about with Just Be, because I never made a horror film. And mm -hmm. now I'm like, yes, now I can finally submit to all those horror <laughs> film festivals that I never was able to participate in, you know? Because like the horror community is huge. It's like, huge. People that love horror are just like diehard horror fans, so. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this film is like not your average horror film. It's a little like, I don't know, avant-garde and just yeah. new, so. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it would fit. It would fit in that genre as well, like thriller slash horror. Yeah. And, 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 uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I, I got into the horror world myself, and I, I love it. I can't like I go to all these horror fests, and I know all these horror people. So. Oh, that's so cool. It, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot. Of fun. <laughs> um, and, and shooting horror films is nice and cheap, so I produced quite a bit. <laughs> oh, nice! Yeah, that's another thing why people love it is like it's usually cheaper budget. So, yeah. oh, my dog is now making noise. <laughs> <laughs> we had fireworks going off over here. I don't know how that's going. Oh, weird! I wonder. Is it because it's Memorial Day? Memorial Day, yeah. Like weekend, yeah. Not. And, and it's like pouring rain out, so it makes no sense. Oh, weird. <laughs> very strange. Very strange. Yeah. What else is new in New Jersey? Rain. So it's raining all the time now. I can't, I can't wait for the good weather. You know, they opened up the beaches this weekend, so uh, uh, and they didn't open up New York, so we're all we were all worried that everyone's going to come down here, and uh, now it's raining every day, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Perfect. But uh, yeah, we usually in in uh, late April, early May, we have this festival in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Uh, you know, Bruce Springsteen. That's you know, he plays there all the time. Bruce Springsteen in Asbury Park, and it's beautiful. Right on the beach, we have uh, we have the festival. So, oh well, we're gonna do it in September, hopefully. But uh, yeah, yeah. But it's a lot of fun. Cool. So, uh, how's it out in the West Coast right now? The weather good? Yeah, good weather. Yeah. yeah. Are a lot of people going out or now they're staying in? I mean, I'm the weirdo that stays in all the time just because I don't, I'm afraid and paranoid. But I do think a lot of my friends are going to the beach. I heard the beaches are like packed. Oh. But you're not supposed to like sit down and just chill. You're supposed to constantly be moving. Like you can run on the beach, you can surf on the beach, but you can't just like hang out on the beach. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of yeah, weird. They let, you too. they let you. We went to the beach last weekend and. 
Yeah, we were like sitting for like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, three we hours. We were not really moving. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, and they didn't like yell at you? Yeah, no, there were like a whole bunch of people just like sitting down on the beach, so. Oh, wow. I yeah, I think it's gonna be hard to, to have people not sit just walking around. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like Night of the Living Dead. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see it starting to open up around here. There's a lot of traffic outside now. A lot of people starting to go back to work. So it's yeah. starting to start. I, yeah. I noticed here, too, there's a little more traffic now. Than there was. Uh, mm -hmm. more. People are starting to, you know, get tired and want to get out. So. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I still, I still got, I'm still teaching online every day, all day. How about you, Clementine? Are you done with school or? I'm not. I'm ending in like three weeks, I think. But okay. yeah, I, weeks? yeah, I three weeks. Weeks. Oh, wait, two weeks then. Wait, what? Okay, two <laughs> weeks, I guess. I'm almost in high school, but yeah, I have homework five days a week, so mm -hmm. I still have like homework for like I don't know three hours a day. Wow. Yeah, we were supposed to, like, the teachers, we were given too much work. They had to stop us. <laughs> like, we didn't know what to do. We're just, like, throwing all this work. And they're like, you got you to gotta calm down. The kids are going crazy, so. Yeah, exactly. They're giving us so much homework, like, more than we're, when we're actually in school. Or maybe it's because I don't have a schedule, but, like, I'm so overwhelmed with, like, homework. But it's almost over, so. Yeah, it's almost <laughs> and I can't teach my classes online. It, well, it's hard. I can do it, but it's hard because we're, like, we usually walk around with the cameras and film the we're trying our best to do what we can do. So, mm -hmm. but all the kids are like, "You're giving us too much work. Stop!" Because we have to do like math. <laughs> what kind of class is it? Uh, it a TV, uh, TV production, film production. So, I, I teach six oh, classes, cool. uh, six classes of film, nine through twelve. So, uh, it's a new program um, that I've been doing it for three years. We have this big arts program now, so that's kind of where the high schools are going around here. They're moving towards the arts, which is good. Nice. Keeps, keeps me having a job. So. Cool. I love it. I don't want to go back. I've taught before. I taught history when I was younger, but now I, I teach film and it's the best of both worlds. So mm -hmm. yeah. I don't get to work on many films anymore, but I don't care. But, uh, well, you get to talk to filmmakers all the time. So. All the time. But yeah, so we do this and uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun doing the festivals. But the good thing is I get my students in the uh, film festivals and I know every all the film festivals around here. So they, they get they let you like submit for free all the student films and all that. So I go and then people see me at film festivals now. They're like, oh, you got to film them? I'm like, no, my students, not me anymore. You know, so. mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I wish I had a film class in high school like that back in the day. <laughs> me too. Yeah, I had. Oh, like, I was wondering if you wanted us to talk about this. Yes, our next project. The next so project. Michael, yeah. First off, let me just say that I love making movie posters. <laughs> I know it's unbelievable. My, <laughs> my favorite pastime is making movie posters. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. Just give, give her a title. She'll make the movie. Give me a title, and I'll make oh it look like a million bucks. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Um, I was thinking Michael could maybe talk about our next project a little bit in case yeah. you just want to hear about it. Absolutely. So, as the title states, it takes place in a motel <laughs> with uh, uh, two guys and two girls. And uh, the two guys ripped off a very powerful uh, someone in organized crime. And uh, they have to leave town really quickly. And they have their girlfriends there. Their girlfriends. One girlfriend's already there. The other girlfriend comes and he tells her, look, uh, I'm going to have to skip town, but you have to too, because they're going to be after you to get to me. 
So, you know, you have, and she's like, why can't we leave together? And they don't, they have a big argument and the two couples are fighting and it's a lot of hijinks uh, that uh, ensue. I'm not going to give it away because I want it to be the fun twist again. Yeah. No, nobody spits up anything and kills anybody in this, but yeah. it's still, you know, it's, I think it's a fun script. It's a total departure from, it's not a horror at all. It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of, how would you say, Sarah? Like, what is it kind of? Uh, uh, I would say it's like, uh, it could be considered a film noir or definitely yeah. a thriller. Yeah, it's like crime, crime drama. Yeah. Crime, yeah, with uh, a lot of dysfunctional people. Yeah, yeah definitely. Right. A lot of yelling and crying. Did, did you guys find location yet? Like any motel? I've actually been looking. Now that we have some downtime, I have like a Google Doc that has a bunch of places that allow shooting at motels and the prices and... Yeah. yeah, so I'm doing all my like homework now because we've got time to spare. <laughs> yeah, and inter interestingly enough, I wrote this script ten years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, and then I wrote a feature based on it, and alone. So anyway, it's uh, and and also back then I looked at motels around the LA area. Okay. See, yeah, but I don't yeah. know where you know. But yeah, and I think this will be. It's just going to be, it, you know, we have to pick the right kind of look for the motel, you know, but yeah. it's not going to be like just be with that big room and the lights. It's going to be totally, yeah, like it's film noir. Like realistic. Realistic, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so we went time, but she's 30 years too young. So I know, <laughs> I know. You're going to have to write a new film. I'm going to have to write in, I am writing something else that she might be Ooh. in right now. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, since this quarantine has been great for me, I've, I've, I'm on right. feature and two shorts. So. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, my dog. Are you, uh, um, do you prefer writing or other, what about other, well, other things on set? No, well, I, no, I like writing the best. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought about directing, but now I have Sarah, so I don't. But um, uh, I started as an actor in New York. Mm -hmm you know, years ago, many years ago. Theater? Theater? No, not theater, like TV and things like that, barely. And then I came to LA and did that. But then I just fell into, I just fell in love with writing and story ideas. And that's primarily what I want to do. And if, if it's my project, I'll put myself in like this one. Like the, I didn't want to be in Just Be because I knew I'd be interacting with the actors and I didn't want to be the creepy guy, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I played the kidnapper, but nobody sees me. I have a mask on. <laughs> but, um, but in this one, I wrote this specifically for me. I wrote that other character of Jennifer specifically for, for Persephone. Mm -hmm. And then we have to cast two other actors that are uh, with us. But yeah, I, I enjoy writing. Because, you know, I feel like like I, I never liked auditioning. I know you kind of mentioned that before or something. But I, I never liked auditioning. I like to be I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some people are really good at it. Persephone's amazing at auditioning. I'm, I'm just, never, I always wanted to be in control of what I'm doing, you know? So if I can write, then I could write forever until I'm 90, you know? So, and I don't have to be in everything. So that's yeah. the beautiful part of it, you know? Yeah. But, so, I feel yeah. the same way. I feel like every time I went on an audition, I would just, I would stink. So, yeah. I don't like it. I don't it. know how actors do it. I mean, my self esteem would just go like, because you guys are literally like being rejected all the time and you have to bounce yeah. from that, you know? It's a great skill though to audition well. It's a skill, you know, because you can really, like some people, like I could put Chris in the movie without auditioning him and he'd probably nail it. But if you have to audition, 
sometimes it just doesn't it's so unnatural you know not the flow is off but people you have to be good at it but now with the self-taping that they're going to do man you could just send them your best take you know so yeah at least that so i think that's an advantage yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean when you audition there you never know what to expect so there's always a surprise and for me the nerves never go away no. but yeah i agree the cool thing about the self-tape is that there's more power for the actor you you see what the casting director sees and you can do multiple takes until you're happy. Yeah. Um, so that gives a lot more freedom for the actor. So, mm-hmm. and hopefully at some point, if you get a call back, you can interact with the director and, and the writers and so forth. That would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I feel like self-taping is like a little easier because it's not like in the audition room where you can only do it once. Yeah. And, like they see you, like you get to pick like which one you think is the best. Yeah. Yeah, it's like how many times we leave the audition room and think, "Oh God, I wish I had done it this yeah, way." Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. That's the mantra. Everybody says that when they leave. Right. <laughs> we do it one more time. The people that say I nail it, I don't know. They're not. Yeah. They're, they don't last. No. You think you nail it, you don't get it. You think you did terribly, and you got it. So it's exactly. Right. What about uh, the actresses here? Uh, have you done theater? Do you like theater and film or have you done both? Uh, yeah, actually last year at my school, I did musical theater. I did Wizard of Oz and I was Dorothy, but that's honestly all I did. All I did like in elementary school, I did Alice in Wonderland, but that wasn't really serious. Well, you've done some improv. Oh yeah, I've done improv. Um, so yeah, I've done a live improv. audience. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, my, my background is in theater, actually. Okay. Um, I trained back in New York and um, at NYU, and uh, so I did some stage work at the Atlantic Theater and some off-off-Broadway and those little tiny theaters. So that's um, pretty much where I got my start. And then film and television, especially when I moved to Los Angeles, was my focus, yeah. which I love because there's something so wonderfully intimate about the camera and film, something so natural. It's a different artistry entirely so it's yeah i love both i've seen i've seen a lot a lot of people that are really good on film have all kind of really started out in theater and done it did there and been there and done that and then they move on to film and then it's kind of where they stay but i've seen that a lot quite a lot especially being from this area a lot of oh yeah 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 yeah, new york area definitely yeah it's a great background and you have to kind of tone it some things down you know some things are um different on stage, your, your vocals, the way you express, it's a little physically bigger. Um, but with the film, there's this, I know, this magic that happens, an economy of movement. You can see your thoughts, you know, you can see the actor's thoughts, the character's thoughts. And I think that's what's so amazing about filmmaking. And yeah, it's more like this, the subtleties, right? Yeah, absolutely. The subtleties and nuances. Yeah. I mean, when you're, you know, in a, a motel, in a film, you're in a motel. Um, mm-hmm. Age, you're creating that life differently, um, yeah. in your imagination um, differently, more specifically. Do you think, though, like the actor has more control in theater versus film? In some ways, yes, because in theater, it's linear. You know, you're not shooting out of, you know, the end of the end of the movie on day one. Yeah. So there's this wonderful like life you live each night you perform on stage from beginning to end. You're taking that journey. There's something that's um, yeah that that feels um, very um, like you're you're on that ride. You know, it's it's 
in some way that's a kind of control. And you can't yell cut. The director's not telling you cut. You're kind of, and that's yeah. the scary thing. You're on your own. If you make a mistake, you've got to go with it. You know, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah. And the other actors on stage with you, if they, they're flub a line or pick up the wrong prop at the wrong moment. You've got to just Improvise. live that life at that moment. That and go with it. And that's kind of fun too. Cause those are some yeah. of the best moments, right? Where you, yeah. Have those surprises, and mm -hmm. so. Gareth, uh, uh, did you ever shoot a film in linear? linear? Did you ever shoot in? in sorry, so like again? story order. Have you ever yeah, shot? Oh, oh, linear. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, White Wolves. Actually, I think Sarah, we kind oh. of shot in a somewhat linear. It just made our days, I think, a little bit easier to track because of some of the surf elements. Uh, yeah. The surf photography was out of order, but mm -hmm. um, pretty, pretty much. But Did you do just me? Mostly, no. I, you're never really afforded that opportunity, I think, right. in most cases, because yeah. schedules, it's it's to do with actors. Different sets and things and, like that. And, but... Yeah, production elements, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So, yeah, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How long did it take to shoot Just Be? How many days was that? Two days. Two days. Mm -hmm. pretty I, met, I met with Sarah the first time in August, right? August in 20-something, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we, we shot in October, and it was done in February. So we did it pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. it was by far the fastest turnaround I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Like, White Wolves took two years to make for me. No. So that was like oh. a very long process. Um, but I don't have patience, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> and I think actually our original timetable was even shorter. Like I think didn't you want it out by January or something? Um I think I said let's get it out as fast as possible, but February was good. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't want, you know, with the editing and the color correction, we didn't want to like right. rush that and mess it up. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah it's a good length for, for a short film. It's a good length. They're doing this for uh, so long, and I get these thirty-five minute, forty-minute short films, and we're like, "Really? Come on!" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Make a feature if you're going to do that. Yeah. You know? it's tough. I feel like over twenty, you're a little bit over twenty. That's the limit to me in my head. You know. Yeah. Otherwise, you're right. Unless it's something so amazing, yeah. and you wrote a feature that's three hours. Okay, maybe. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't okay. think Gareth can hear us, right? Or Persephone? Yeah, Gareth, can you hear? Can you hear me? I don't think no. So you can hear everyone but Persephone and Michael. Yeah, I don't know why. Can you hear us? Yeah. Well, no, you're I doing can good. hear I can hear yeah, I can You're doing a good job of listening to that. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm going off it's mostly pantomiming, so I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Well, Ming like, was that you leave and come back, and then it should yeah. work for you, Gareth. Oh, it might work. I put it in yeah, the. In yeah, the yeah, yeah, if you leave and come back, it might work. Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. I can't even see that chat because of the internet connection. All right, oh. I'll be back. Okay. Continue the show. Yeah, that might work. That Sorry, happened guys. before. I got you. I mean, <laughs> I'll try it. StreamYard's pretty good, but sometimes it gets, you know, that happens sometimes, especially with a lot of people. But yeah. uh, but it's it's been pretty good for us, StreamYard. It's a pretty cool uh, thing, and anyone can use it. It's free, so. 
Um, oh, nice. Yeah, cool. yeah. I like no, it. We'll have to do this through our production meetings. I know. Yeah, this is awesome. So you can have up to six people and then like, like oh, cool. it, yeah, so six people on it on the screen. And then mm -hmm. so that's why Mink's behind. But then like, I've done shows where we've rotated people out and in. Yeah, and around. I, yeah. cool. I like it. But, yeah, uh, have you guys heard all this stuff about Zoom? Like hackers have been getting into Zoom calls and like. I heard that. Yeah. And what do they do? Like during meetings, they'll say inappropriate things. And yeah, stuff. really inappropriate things. That's awesome. I mean, no, that's awesome. It would be funny when that happened. I would think. <laughs> well, it'll be like it'll be like Microsoft are doing like an amazing, like important. There he is. And then um, do some <laughs> graphic. Gareth, can you hear everyone? Can you hear us now? Yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, yes. I told you like 30 minutes ago. I thought you could see the chat, maybe. But... Yeah. yeah. No, the chat doesn't. Yeah, we have our private well. chat and then the uh, the live chat there as well. So. Yeah. 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 It's not loading. Gareth's but I can't hear Michael now. Oh, there are live comments. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. Uh, I don't oh, get is there many? Okay. I don't even know. Oh, comments. Okay. Yeah. So Ming puts a bunch of them. And Ming's a try. He he can take. I, I don't even look at that till later. He does. Oh, it cool. They, he put our next project on there and our yes. on our Instagrams. What? Where, what are you looking yeah. at? Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Except I think. Oh, um, oh yeah. What? I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, so all, at the end, we'll promote the stuff too. So we'll go around and you promote everything that you want to promote. And, and we'll, oh, the mic is almost as big as your head. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the biggest. Um, it's so big. It's, no, it's nice so hot. I thought that was pretty cool. But it looks very vintage. She can sing. She's going to sing a song no. right now. Yeah, let's sing a song. <laughs> Happy birthday to <laughs> Okay, we wanted to be fancy for the, the first podcast. <laughs> and, uh, sometimes sometimes i have uh well, some of my students get on here and do it as well so it, i i have been looking for uh we have been looking for like young young stars to uh for my my students to interview so if you ever wanted to do a one-on-one -on -one with my students clementine oh sure um they, cool. they, they come on here i have a couple of them on my on my uh, website there that they did so they, they're like oh, really? yeah they're always trying to they're say get us someone famous i'm like all right <laughs> Clementine's so really? famous. He's very famous. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> well, the kids know, right? Yeah, some people tell tell her that. Oh, you're so famous. Oh, like, like you're I'm famous. Normal. But I'm, I'm like, what does that mean to be famous? Like, it doesn't what, mean anything. But just say thank you. Nothing. Yeah. 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 I mean, nowadays, if you have a following on social, it, it puts you in a category of being famous. Yeah. But Really uh, I, I mean, you know, I want her to be famous for projects like this, not because yeah, exactly. she gets likes on Instagram. Is that, is that more of a new thing where, like, there's a lot of uh, actors and actresses coming from, like, YouTube or from social media um, and getting casted and stuff? Or um, is that it seems to be happening more and more now? Am I wrong? Probably. Not not really in my world, but I think yeah. in general, yeah. Like, if I'm sure if casting agents look at the the actors following and it's like huge yeah. they probably are more likely to cast them you know yeah i've I'm heard both. i would uh, i mean i think yeah. i've heard like maybe for uh smaller directors it could play a role be but i mean because it could help them but like i feel if it's like bigger like disney channel like they don't care about that. right yeah and also they're aware now that a lot of um people have, like, there are a lot followers. of fake influencers by by followers by 
engagement. So they are very uh, careful that. Yeah, they don't like trust any like one. Yes, exactly. yeah. But I, I've seen, I've noticed some production like Bratz, uh, Brat TV that will hire uh, influencers that are non-actors to play in their shows so that they know it's going to be promoted and viewed because they have a fan base. So I don't know if that's, I mean, I don't necessarily believe in that. I'd rather um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, do it legitimately because I would not. Yeah cast somebody just because they have a million followers if they no. can't. I mean, it's yeah, exactly. your project, you know? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I know that uh, like, that's a different world to me, but it's, uh, you know, I'm starting to get into it because I teach all these young kids. They're always telling me, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I was curious how you stumbled upon just oh yeah, um, yeah. Well, you know, I have my students look at films all the time, and they're like, "Yo, check it, check this film out." So uh, they always do that to me. They're like, "Check this, check this film we found online or something like that." That's so, so cool. So, like students do that to me all the time, and they'll send me emails. Go, I'll send them. I'll be like, "No, check this film out." And they're like, "No, check this film out." <laughs> so I saw the film, and then that's why I was like, "Oh," and I do that a lot too. Like people will always show me films, and I'm like, "Oh, that's a cool one. I'll get that." Mm -hmm. um, but. Uh, that's and cool. You never know. You stumble up, and, and you never know who you stumble upon and meet. Um, I, I go to these film festivals. I met these guys. They're amazing uh, filmmakers, and um, I saw a feature film that they did at a festival. I loved it. Went up to them. or hanging out with them all night, and then I went to this see their film at another festival, and we're talking. And the guy's like, "Yeah, I based it off my short that won the Oscar." And I was like, "Wait, I've known these guys for a while now, and I didn't know that their short film won an Oscar." And I'm like, "Oh." Oh my God, so I had them on the show the other night and I, I'm good friends with them all now and everything they make just is amazing. Everything that they come out with is so well. So I'm like, when are you going to hire me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in 2013, they won the uh, Oscar for the movie Curfew. It's online. You can check it out. It's amazing. Check it out. Yeah. And there's a young, young actress star in that and she's unbelievable too. Oh, wow. But uh, so you never know. You never know. Yeah. And There's that, so many talented filmmakers out there now. Now that like it's so much easier to make films, you know, like cameras are cheaper, like we just have more access. So Yeah, Michael, like we were saying before, like when we were younger, you couldn't do this, right? No way. It's so expensive. Yeah. yeah. I mean you could maybe shoot with a VHS big camcorder. Yeah, big camcorder. You know, yeah. it's a lot of you know what that is? A VHS tape? <laughs> but you know what? VHS tapes are coming back because they I are? was at Twitter's and they have um, VHS tapes that you can buy. Like, really? like a, a romantic com comedy pack and like a horror pack. So you can get like five VHS tapes of like Halloween, Friday the 13th, like... Mm -hmm. But a VCR costs like two thousand dollars on eBay now. I still have a, I have a VCR. I have a TV with a VCR oh, built in. I have in. it too. It's I have in it my too. closet. And it's like, oh my God. You know, one day I'm gonna need that thing for something. Yeah. We should put just be on a VHS tape. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it's so much more expensive. Then it was, and it's shooting even now film, but now with digital, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's not, it's not exactly you know, it's not super cheap still. No. No, but, but you can like uh, we have cannons. I have can I have like cannons that my students film on, and they can make the film look pretty good. Yeah. For back in the day, we just had a VHS player, and yeah, you know, like whatever, <laughs> not so, not so good. I used to own a video store right out of college, so uh, oh, cool. we, had, we went from VHS to DVDs, and I had 
for four years and then we went out of business. So, yeah. Oh, wow. I worked at a video store. That's where I was student. <laughs> blockbuster blockbuster video no it was uh i don't even remember the name it was an independent chain and it had a porn room where they would rent oh, out like x-rated and i would hate going in there to you were in the porn room i would hate putting back the things because at the end of the night you'd have to like put everything back on the shelves oh my god and i hated going uh, to that porn room because i like all the covers were just disgusting and yeah yeah but i got fired but do you know why i got fired because i was erasing everyone's late fees Oh, no. <laughs> that was like the Robin Hood. Um, <laughs> like my friends would come in and then they try to rent something. I'm like, I'm sorry, you have like a fifty dollar late fee, and they're like, Oh, really? I really wanted to rent this. I'm like, Hold on a second. I'm like, like erase your late fee. And then all of a sudden, I came in one week and I wasn't on the schedule, and I was like, I think I got fired. Oh, good. So yeah. Oh wow. Well, in, in our world here, like back in the day, uh, what kind of started the independent film thing was Clerks. So we're, we're from the area where Clerks was filmed. And that was $28,000 uh, film there to, to wow. make that. Wow. Um, and, you know, they did black and white because it was cheaper. Um, yeah. But, you know, that, that was that's huge from our area. So uh, yeah. and, uh, and, and that kind of started that independent film thing. And so, so that, that feature film cost less money than our seven minute short film. <laughs> I mean, that is a good movie, though, Clerks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, I should have shot it in Jersey, my home state. It would have been cheaper. You see? Yeah. Well, now, now they got the, um, for a while, we uh, New Jersey lost a lot of the big te television shows and films because uh, the taxes went up for the films, but now uh, the, uh, the governor now lowered it. So people are oh. coming back here. So there's a lot of, it's a lot cheaper to make a film in New Jersey now. So I think Kevin Smith was actually going to make Clerks 3 back here at home, uh, back where the original one started, but, uh, because now he can. And uh, now he can't, though. We're gonna, it was going to happen soon. And now. Uh, I heard a podcast recently with him, and he was saying how. What was his last film? It was, was it like a um, Jane, Silent Bob, like Straight so yeah. he, Ming, Ming's in it. Ming, Ming, who's behind the scenes here, he's in the movie. Oh wow, I haven't yeah, seen nice. it yet. But so he was saying that right before um, he was getting ready for that movie, he had like a heart attack or something. Yes, or, yes, he did. And yeah. then that's how we roped everyone into that film because he's like, "This could be my last film." I had a heart attack, and he was like using it as like a guilt trip. And like, yep. okay, all right, I'll be in your movie. <laughs> yeah, he got Ben Affleck to come back and all that. You know, oh, so. nice. Did he also get somebody big like? Liam Hemsworth or something like that. Yeah, Thor, Thor. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Chris, wait, he's Chris Hemsworth, right? Chris Hemsworth, Thor. Yeah, Thor oh, was in it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I yeah. was because the brothers mixed up, but uh, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, so he was in that too. Yeah, it's a very funny movie, but uh, if you haven't seen Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, you got to watch that first. Yeah. No, uh, I think actually I saw that, but I haven't seen the new one. Yeah. Clementine, they rated our movies. I don't know if you're old enough to see them. They're pretty. Uh, Pretty R-rated. <laughs> okay, I will. I will make sure to watch them then. A lot of cursing. A lot of cursing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I don't curse. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I do. I do curse. She's a professional. I mean, they were cursing yeah. at just B, and she handled it. So. Yeah. 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 Some of the comments on our YouTube page was like, "Why did they have to curse? Or why are they swearing so much?" 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. didn't you explain us, um, Sarah, that it was yeah, uh, to really fall know. into that certain category? Yeah, actually, um, one of our actors, Ryan, was the one that told us that apparently you can still have not an R rating with a lot of swear words. Like, you can you say, the F word, say the F word once, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wait. So if you say the F word once, you, get an, R you get an R rating? No. Uh, PG 13. Okay. We said it three times. Okay. A billion times, you guys. I like how you know this, Michael. And, and, and you know what's funny? It wasn't in the original script, Sarah. I don't know what happened. These actors too. <laughs> I, I R rated, rated it. I, rated it. <laughs> <laughs> I had no cursing, I want you to know. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a dark, it's a dark film anyway, so you kind of have to have that R too anyway, yeah, right? It worked, yeah. Yeah. It more intense. Ryan especially was really good at being creepy. <laughs> You know? Yeah, so Ryan actually, he used, have you ever seen the Neon Demon, Chris? Okay, well, there's like this really creepy photographer um, in the Neon Demon. And I remember me and Ryan, during one of our rehearsals, he was like, yeah, I'm using that guy's inspiration. And I was like, that is so weird because he was the inspiration when I was thinking of casting him. So yeah. it's so weird that we were both in line with the kind of like the inspiration for that character. Right. Well, uh, um, anyway, you know, we're, we're coming close to an end here. So I wanted you guys to go around and promote whatever and, and, and talk about so you can promote. We'll put it up there. Any websites you have or any upcoming projects or any old projects that you want people to see. Um, so if we want to uh, go around uh, the bend here, we'll do that. So Clementine, if you want to start, if you have anything you want to promote for anybody out there. Uh, you can follow my TikTok. <laughs> you promote whatever, yeah. I don't know. Teenagers do a lot of TikTok. Oh, yeah, my TikTok is um, Clementine Spicer. So, yeah, my name. And then my Instagram is Clementine Leia. And then your YouTube? And my YouTube is Clementine Leia Spicer. My, my students made Ming. Ming came. Uh, we had to visit Ming in the studio where my classes, and they made him TikTok. So he, he yeah, TikTok is super popular. Like I love doing the dances and everything. It's so fun. She's yeah. teaching me. Oh, and I also yeah, on TikTok like there's something called point of views, like pops, and it's like acting. So it's like point of view. Um, you're getting kidnapped, and it's just like acting. So it's really and fun. I do a lot of those. Two seconds only, right? Uh, What's yeah, it it's either 15 or 60 seconds. It depends. But. Yeah, so it's like short skits and yeah, it's like short scenes. They're really fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Over at your house, we were trying to do the Mean Girls scene. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember. <laughs> that was uh, that was awesome. That was so funny. Yeah. Sarah is an upcoming star. On upcoming TikTok star. Now. Yes. You should follow her. Too. <laughs> Electric nursing or whatever. Electric nursing is my TikTok. Yeah. Very random username, you guys. She's a nurse. She's everything. She's an actor. She's a director. She's a writer. Right? Yeah. DJ. Yeah. DJ. You gotta do it all, right? All the D words: director, designer, poster DJ. Poster maker. Don't forget poster yes. maker. Yeah. Poster maker. That's a designer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good job. That's a big thing. Yeah. It self sells the film. Oh, really. totally. Yeah. So, Sarah, do you have anything? Yeah. Um, people can subscribe to the West YouTube page. Um, I don't know if, what the URL is, but you can just search the West Studio or you can go to our website, lewest.la. So it's L O U E S T.la. You can watch all the films that we've made White Wolves, Just Be, a bunch of other projects. Um, 
Treading Water. There's just like a lot of films and music videos. So, Gareth, what about you? Do you have anything to promote there? Any upcoming projects or, or uh, past projects? Or yeah. Um, I don't know if the audience is interested, but on MTV, there's a show called Siesta Key. Uh, that I shoot and direct on. Um, there's a uh, feature-length documentary about making pasta um, called Funky on Hulu, Amazon Prime, and iTunes, if you want to check that out. And uh, there's going to be a, another documentary called Our Mother, the Mountain, that's uh, premiering at the Sheffield Film Festival, uh, documentary festival, uh, whenever that might be and how it's, yeah. it's going to be, unfortunately, but um, probably all online streaming. So those would be the three for right now. That's, I mean, people will tune in and watch it because there's not much to do right now. So I've been sure. getting on a lot sure. of TV. So yeah, yeah. fingers crossed. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So we'll, we'll post all that for you and uh, cool. that'll be cool. And you know, put it up. So what about you? Thank you. Yes. Um, well, I have a, a film that's in production um, that we shot some time ago. And I think hopefully after this period of COVID, we'll soon be released it's titled son of perdition um so so check out my instagram page for any updates on that um and of course uh michael paul's next project midnight at the rose hotel uh we're in pre-production phase now and uh look forward to working on that um we'll be shot in la and uh maybe or jersey what's that come to jersey <laughs> or maybe we'll shoot in new jersey <laughs> and what about you, Michael? You have anything that uh, you know from uh, the past? I or? think uh, they kind of said it all with Loest and mm -hmm. Midnight at the Rose Motel. Just watch Just Be, and my Instagram is this is yep. Michael Paul with two L's, you know. And just uh, hopefully we'll see you at the uh, film festivals. Yeah, absolutely. So they could they could watch it, and just to, it's okay to promote. You know, go see Just Be, go watch it. Right, it's, it's there to watch, and yeah. Yeah, so yeah. anyone that was tuning in that, you know, heard all this and probably want to go check it out. I hope we didn't give too much away while we were talking, right? Uh, I don't think so, we did. No, no. Yeah, I don't think we gave any spoilers away, really. Hopefully. Well, maybe, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank everyone for coming on and, uh, um, you know, check everything out. And we will be on YouTube as well as SoundCloud. And right now we are... Uh, you can replay us here on on Cullen on Films, and you can share share this on all your pages if you like, as well as a shared universe. So we're on both of those pages on Facebook right now. So uh, yeah, thanks a lot. We're we're gonna go off now, but you can stay on for a, for a minute or two. Say goodbye after we go off the air. But uh, but uh, um, thanks for coming on, everyone. Thanks Take for having us. Bye. 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 Bye.